0: Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J-10 initiative. Hey, welcome uh, back to the podcast. This is uh, Father John. I don't even, I almost said Deacon John. John. Nope. Joe. Father John. We are back uh, here in Boulder, Colorado. Where, did we determine a name for the new studio? Um, uh, no, we didn't. Father Mike said we should name it Toadstool. Why? I don't know. He's Father Mike. That's how he thinks. Did
1: not somebody on Facebook say we should name it like Neil Musset said we should name it a uh, like Sans Pictures or something? I forget. I don't no, Sans.
0: There wasn't photos yet is what he was saying. So, see I need to paint a photo, a picture for you of where we're at. We're in the in the basement of the rectory, which sounds dark and scary, but it's not. It's the it's pastor's nice. sitting room, so it's got all his books and our pastor father peter has got some weird stuff like uh, directly across from me is a little child kneeling in prayer with a huge afro <laughs> 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 it is actually one of my favorite pictures uh, exactly so this is random stuff who is this dude over
1: here that that's his, his, dad? Grandfather, his
0: grandfather who was a colonel that's neil Musitz, too so oh, he was a colonel or a general something like that so we uh, we'll, we'll keep taking suggestions if you have any for the uh, for the topic but it's good to be with you here we are the last one uh, it was 11 p.m. This is 11 a.m. On a Saturday morning. Maybe so we should a- take pictures of this place. Of this place. Of us podcasting. And I don't know. I always... The website or something. You know, the problem with that is whenever I listen to someone's voice and then I see their photo, it always really weirds me out. So I don't, I don't know if I can... I don't want to... Well, our photos pain. are already
1: up there, so... Oh, really? Wouldn't be hurt. Wouldn't be changing anything. Maybe we should put a picture of the Afro boy praying. That would <laughs> that would weird some people out.
0: I thought that was a girl. That's a boy?
1: Uh, I think it's a boy. <laughs> Well, I don't know what he's wearing. Either. He's wearing anyway, a dress. Okay. We should definitely take a picture of that and put it on the website. <laughs> yeah, you've got to see Afro Boy. Maybe that'll the be the icon here. or whatever
0: for this, uh, this podcast Absol- Absolutely.
1: We'll send that to Mike. So, In fact, that would actually probably be fitting because as weird as that is, I'm going to talk about some weird people. Really? Yeah. Have you ever heard of St. Woolis? No. Dude. Woolis? What Woolis is- and Gladys. These people are crazy, man. This is I don't even know when they lived. I think they were like in the... 500s or 600s.
0: Willis and Gladys. Yeah, they're Tell in me. the
1: uh, Welsh, they're Welsh saints. Ah. Lives of the saints in uh, England, they're in the Welsh calendar. Uh, but yeah, they're a pretty crazy story. This is, I love married saints. There aren't, and like, I feel like we need some more married, canonized saints. I mean, I'm sure there's more saints out there who aren't canonized who are married. But they're, I mean, most people in the church are married. And saints are, you know, not just because we're like, hey, this person's holy, but hey, this person's holy, imitate them. And so I feel like we should need we need some more married saints. Well, you know, think?
0: John Paul II added a bunch of married saints. Did he? Yeah. Like who? Uh, like Therese's parents are beatified, and then uh, what's her name? Gianna Mola. What's her name? Old well, Saint. I guess. What's her face? Are you talking about couples that are both... I mean, that saints? would
1: be nice, but maybe even just a married person. Do you know how
0: hard that is to like be a saint yourself and to bring another human being to be a saint with you? Well, dude, that's the whole point of marriage. No, no, no. Hold it's on. to sanctify you, one another. You think backwards. You think, why don't we have more married couple saints? It's like, we don't have a lot of saints, just individuals walking around. It's hard enough to be a saint. You're like, why, why can't you just be totally sanctified? In well, marriage?
1: I feel like saints usually come in groups. I mean, St. Francis had a bunch of, he made people saints around him all the time. St. Clair was a saint. St. Dominic is the same way. And I'm thinking, if you're married and you're a saint, I mean, what's the other person doing in the marriage? Are they just kind of hanging out, watching you get really holy? I mean, maybe. But yeah, I th- feel like more often than not, couples kind of grow together. Yeah. I they're like that. saint teams, you know? Absolutely, like tag team in it. You That's know? right. Yeah, cool. I, I, I agree. I think we need more. Well, here's one. Okay. And they're crazy. This is I love this story. I just found this out. I'm ac- I'm holding my hand uh I should give some props to these people. The word among us, this is a little publication put a little out pamphlet. by somebody. I'm sure their name is somewhere on this thing. Anyway, so well, it's like a well-researched yeah, topic. Seriously, not really, I just read the story in here and I was like, wow, this is so good. It's a little has daily mass readings. It's a monthly subscription, right? But they published this little story about these saints and I'm like, this is these people are awesome. I got to talk about them. So, that's so what we're going to talk about. It. Excellent. Their names are actually Gladys and uh, Gwynlou Farfog. Farfog, which means the bearded. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Gwynlou Farfog? Gwynlou Farfog, the bearded. The bearded. But he was occasionally awesome. known as Woolis the Warrior. Woolis the Warrior. Yeah, so Gladys and Woolis.
0: This Gladys is, and Woolis.
1: Yeah, this is the story. So, I'm getting excited already. This is awesome. Oh, So Woolis was a barbarian. He was okay. a little bit crazy. Yep. He was a robber, chieftain. He'd just kind of go on these crazy raids all the time. And he saw this princess, a Welsh princess who was a knockout, if you yeah. will, a bombshell. Holy knockout. Probably. Holy knockout. And so he, well, she wasn't holy. She wasn't holy. <laughs> no, she, she wasn't. Was just a princess. She was probably baptized Catholic, but not probably that holy because he went up to her dad and said, hey, I would like to marry your daughter. And his dad was like, no way. You are Woolis the warrior, Farfog. You know, you are a brigand.
0: Farfog. Farfog or whatever his name is. He's was. a
1: robber chieftain, and he's like, no way. You're not going to marry my daughter. And so Woolis just goes out and is like, you know it what? Takes her. He's like, he gets 300 dudes together and he's like, hey, let's go raid this castle and kidnap Gladys because she's a real looker. So that's what he does. And he, he just raids in there, storms the castle, climbs the tower, takes the princess, and takes off. And the princess, Gladys, you would think she's freaking out, right? She's just loving this guy. She's loving it. That's
0: because girls always like the bad guys. That's right. They love the bad guys. Any father knows this, right? They always go for the the jerks who treat them like crap, who steal them out of their castle, whatever it is. Exactly. Now, I have two side points before we continue. Uh, Please. I (laughs) I saw how painful that was. (laughs) This is more common than you think. Now, this this is real. Sean Innerst taught me this in Mm -hmm. Sacrament of Marriage class. The origin of the term honeymoon... And best man. Do you know where these come from? No. This was more common than you would think. The stealing castles. stealing Stealing brides brides out of castles? Yes. Stealing brides. It was so common that the term best man was taken from you wouldn't take your like your best buddy who's just, oh, you know, we've been friends, whatever, we were drinking together in college or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. It was the best. Most skilled arms warrior you had. You no way. Would, yeah, you would take. He literally was the guy
1: who was most helpful in kidnapping in your kidnapping
0: bride. the bride. You took the best warrior. The dude, best man. you
1: were awesome out there. How yeah. you like knocked over that exactly. dude? And oh, you're the best man. In exactly. This, in
0: this wedding, so you're the best man. You're coming with me to steal the bride, so that the dad doesn't kill me. And the honeymoon is where we lay low after the her dad and his army come and try and destroy us. <laughs> That's why you go away and you hide and you lay low. That's the or literally. That's the origin of the honeymoon. Really? Isn't that interesting? That is very interesting. Maybe this goes back to Woolis and Gladys. Willis and Gladys continue. Who knows,
1: man? That's really wild. So Woolis steals Gladys. Gladys is loving it. She's all about this this bad man, uh, wild man. So they're off on their honeymoon. And Woolis uh, and Gladys conceive a child. And so when they have the baby, Willis is so excited, so he does what any barbarian does when he gets excited. To celebrate, he goes on a cattle-stealing raid. Oh, uh, of course. So he's going to go <laughs> steal some cattle. So he's all stealing cattle, celebrating the birth of his son, and uh, ends up stealing cattle from this monastery. And this monk comes out, whose name is Tathius. s No, Tathias. His name oh, is Tathias. T- oh, his name is Estathius. Um, And Tathius is like, don't steal my cows. Give my cow back. <laughs> and Woolis goes... No, I'm keeping my cows, and he's like, "But you can take my kid." So he gives him his, He gives him his son. <laughs> this guy's a nut, man. Um, the story is getting better, better. I know, isn't this ridiculous? So he gives him his son, and uh, his son's name's Caddick. This is all in the life of Caddick. Actually, this is one of the big sources. Is the life of Caddick was. Okay. Anyway, so Caddick goes with this guy Tathius, who ends up being Saint Tathius, uh, an Irish monk, and uh, the Irish monk raises Tathius in the faith. And, but they, they keep in touch with each other. Woolis and Gladys are keeping in touch with Caddick. So they're kind of getting exposed, I guess, to the the Catholic life in some sense, but they're still, they're, I mean, the, their life is described as like violent and unruly and, um, barbarian. (laughs) Like they were, they were pretty wild people. Um, but the cool thing that happens is that Caddick ends up becoming Saint Caddick and he ends up converting his parents eventually. Um, First, he converts Gladys. Then he converts Woolis, And he converts all of his brothers and sisters. There's like four of them. And they're all saints. Every one of these people. That's crazy. The whole family. Isn't that wild? So anyway, Woolis and Gladys end up becoming like, uh, they end up, you know, changing their barbarian ways, end up... Really working in charity and keeping the peace in the land. Um, Woolis ends up becoming a king. I was going to say, Willis. so
0: was he a king because he married a princess or stole a princess? Well, he was a chieftain, so I guess he was like the ruler
1: of a tribe or something like that and maybe made his own castle and protected him from other robbers who were trying to steal his kids. I don't know. Dude, that is crazy. Isn't that super crazy? Whatever
0: happened to the cattle?
1: We don't know what happened to the cattle. They probably ate some of them. Probably. But I don't think he. I don't think Tathias got his cow back. I think that's the uh, how funny I'll trade you this cow for this kid. Isn't that crazy? So anyway, but uh Willis and Gladys end up becoming at a certain point they decide uh, it, it says in here that he had some like vision or something like that. He had some mystical experience that was so so much affected him that he decided they decided to give up the kingdom, give up everything and live in a hermitage, him and Gladys. But interesting thing is, uh back in the day, you didn't when you gave up everything and went to like Devote yourself to a life of prayer. You left like your marriage. You left everything. You were by yourself. But, but they didn't. Leave but they kind up. of bucked convention. They they went together. So they were like hermit hermit and hermitus together. Uh, so kind of like preserving their marriage, uh, but living a life of penance, like out in solitude together, uh, and doing penance for their past barbarian cattle stealing lifestyle. That's awesome. Isn't that wild? And that eventually is wild. they actually. uh Oh, what was it? Yeah, they just did penance, I think, and eventually they. Oh shit! I can't remember the end of the story.
0: Eventually, they die. Maybe that was it. Wait, that I, I was expecting that to be the end. Okay, yeah, they die at some point. So they die, but then they go to heaven. But isn't that wild though? How
1: how um, they were like they really saw their sanctity like after they had their conversion, right? Like together, they're like, let's go do this together. Let's right. let's become holy together. Let's do penance together for our sins.
0: And the craziness of God's providence, you know, that He happened to be stealing the cattle of a monastery of a saint. Who And then, you know, the crazy idea to give him his kid and then the, the saint, uh, you know, takes saint, him on.
1: Yeah, I'm sure St. Tathias, Tathias, when he was getting his cow stolen, he wasn't like, hey, these are future saints, you know. He's probably like, these guys He's like, are give me new.
0: back my cow, son. Yeah, yeah. Probably something like that. No, the, well. uh, yeah, Super
1: yeah
0: world. that's crazy.
1: One of the cool things I think about it, too, is that I see this more, more and more uh, in just the lives of our friends and people that we encounter. Is this dynamic between parents and children? In the faith? I mean, I would say, in some ways, your own experiences like this, that uh, because there is a whole generation, and I know a lot of our listeners wouldn't disagree with this, a whole generation of Catholics uh, wasn't really catechized well, wasn't right. really brought up in the faith strongly because the church was kind of figuring out what it meant to be Catholic after the council, uh, after the Vatican Council. And uh, But what we see happening now is that with so many young people being involved in youth groups and stuff like that. A lot of parents who are Catholic, nominally Catholic, and go on to mass and stuff like that, but not really immersed in their faith, are having these children, and their children are becoming converted and are right. trying to become saints. And right. they end up affecting their parents' lives. Absolutely. And this it is happens. kind of what happened here, I mean, on a different way. but That I'm.
0: happens time and time again. It really does. And and and, my, and parents are a lot of times the first to say that, to say, you know, as my kids getting involved or getting serious about it? And uh, it's so interesting we're doing this topic because the hour before we did this, I was in my office and I met with this couple, a great couple, um, but they were married outside of the church and uh, they didn't realize the ramifications of that, which is that you're making a public statement of renouncing your faith when you marry outside of the church as a Catholic. Yeah. Most people wouldn't even think They didn't that. know that. And so they, here they are in my office wanting to baptize their child thinking, you know, we're being really good Catholics here and I'm saying I can't baptize your, your kid because You've are, you've publicly renounced so We need to, we need to get your marriage blessed. We need to bring it. It'd be good actually to actually do a podcast on that topic. But to think that maybe this child will be a deeper instrument of conversion in their life, you know, or something like that. But there are, um, yeah, they're all tied in this together. They're all in this together, and uh, that's the exciting. Thing. I always say I always say Catholicism is like rugby, and Protestantism is like uh, golf. You Why? Know? Well, because golf everyone's playing their own game, but they're mm. playing together. In rugby, it's like everybody's in the scrum together. And that's kind of when I think of Catholic, Catholicity, it's like everybody's got their arms yeah, around each other and you're, like you're moving the ball, but it's just messy and dirty and painful instead <laughs> of this nice, clean cut, you know, yeah. nicely pressed shirt. Do like that analogy. You like that? All right.
1: I like golf more than rugby, I have to say. Maybe I'm- Maybe you're I a Protestant. a strong Protestant streak in me. That's okay.
0: You're still a Christian. <laughs> uh, That was a really interesting topic. Isn't that wild? You know, I like the old historical kind of crazy stuff. We used to do more of that, and we've had a couple requests uh, to go back to that. So we need to do that. We need to dig back into the history books. I like
1: that. I think it's important to talk about marriage a little bit. It's just as far as the – I don't know if a lot of people get married because they want to become saints together. Right. You know, But really, I mean, when we talk about marriage and what's the real end of marriage, it's that your vocation is the way that you will become a saint. Like when we're – You know, John's a priest. When I become a priest, my priesthood would be the way that I love the church and love Christ um, and love Christ through loving the church, you know, and become united to him through that. And for married people, the way they love Christ is by loving their spouse and loving their children. And that is the way that they become conformed to Christ. And love involves, you know, love is an essential to love is sacrifice and dying to yourself and that's what marriage is about. I mean, anybody, everybody's married and has kids will be the first to say, "Yeah, this is not. This is not easy. This is not easy. And There's a lot of sacrifice, and there's Absolutely. a lot of joy." Uh, and uh, and I just think you know they're a great example. This Saint Willis and Gladys of like, hey, we're you know once they had their conversion, they're like, let's become saints together. Let's do good in the world together. You know, let's let's do charity. Let's do. It is to keep peace and then let's do penance for our sins. Right. Let's become saints together. And that's what happened, so.
0: And this this podcast is dedicated to all you cattle thief who might be listening. Yeah, there is a lot of cattle stealing <laughs> going on out there. But you know what? Those people stealing cattle there's hope. You yeah. know, there is, there is, but I I'm nervous about the cow father Mike was telling me that he lives out in the middle of nowhere, you know, in the hinterland. Right. And in the winter, the cows there's open range and the cows come and they like to lay in the road. Because uh it's warm on the road, so he'll be driving down the highway, you were up there, yeah we'll we just a cow. yeah, you almost hit a cow me so. and Mike did yeah so the point of this is that cows are dumb they'll lay in the road and get killed. It's not worth trading your child for a cow, except in this case when the child becomes a saint that's true, definitely worth it. Good story here's two uh Facebook uh shouts oh this would be
1: fun we never done I don't think we've ever done Facebook shoutouts
0: this is from we always uh, do email Ramiro Lorenzo Diaz Ooh, he has a question for you. What's the question? What is it going to take to make these podcasts longer and more often? Money, time, people? Tell me. Money, time, or people? Longer, more often? Gosh, uh, it would take
1: several heads of cattle for one, maybe a firstborn child. <laughs> We're going
0: to try. No, we cannot take a child. I'm sorry, Joe. What
1: will it take, John? Um, we, and we've, we've been struggling just to get one out a week. Maybe think, we can get two out of week. I Maybe if we it, aim for two. We'll get no, no, no. One. no don't <laughs> start saying
0: that. Don't start saying that because we can barely get one. First off, summers are difficult because we're true. out of the rhythm. Well, of we'll our be life. back in the groove big time in September. The the thing that we need to do, um, Lorenzo, is we need to get uh, organized, and uh, we we just have a hard time kind of keeping this thing up as it grows. We feel really committed to it, um, and we love it, but uh, we we just need to kind of uh, I don't know. We got to kind of huddle a lot. There's a lot of changes. There's a lot of There's changes. A, changes right it's now. the
1: kind of thing. A lot of things are changing. So, but I feel like now that you guys are ordained, no one's getting ordained for a while, right? You know, we got three, three years. three years now to hit a groove, so. and we have P- Father Peter coming on board, right? And we want to have Nathan Goble, who's been a, a, a guest a guest uh, a few times. We want to have him be a regular, exactly. So, so having so more people and more uh, kind of a
0: more stable schedule, I think, will help us out. Speaking of Nathan Goble, speak. We're speaking of him. Facebook comment from Mary Hartman. Oh. The most recent two podcasts were especially amazing. Thank you, Mary. Nathan started out sounding kind of goofy with all those bad spirit jokes. (laughs) I totally agree. But then he came out with these amazing nuggets of truth. Um, and then the one about liturgical tidbits, Chalk Full O' Nuggets. That's what she said. And somebody liked that. There's a thumbs up. Oh, that was Vivian Heidi Garcia. So Nice. Yeah, thanks. We're going to pass that on to uh, Father Peter and to Nathan because uh, they need to be encouraged you know, by your kind comments. This is a, one last one from my friend Audrey Emma in Tulsa. Audrey. Audrey. I love this podcast. It's a wonderful taste of home every time I listen. There are so many topics to choose from that I can barely keep up. I'm spreading the word about it out here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, too. God bless the work you're doing. Audrey Emma. She's, Audrey. One, of, she's one of my favorites. She uh, studied nursing up in northern Colorado. And this is like, you want an example You want of a real Catholic out in the medical field. Audrey Emma. She's awesome. Very cool. It's a hard thing to do. The med- medical field is being more and more taken, and so... That's for another day, though.
1: It's true. Yeah, if you have any cool medical field information uh, and involving the Catholic faith, feel free to send it to us. That would be cool to hear about. Or
0: if you have any cool, crazy conversion stories like Woolis and Gladys, that like Heid- cool. Heidless and Ilskard. What was his name? Who? Uh, the other guy. This is the monk. Oh, Tathias. Tathias. These sound like Harry Potter characters. Maybe they are. <laughs> Maybe they are. Joe <laughs> just made, made, made that whole thing up. So that was year one at Hogwarts. <laughs> Catholic Stuff podcast at gmail.com hit us up on Facebook never on Twitter but uh, we will see you next week